0: This podcast episode.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not ready. This podcast
2: episode is brought to you by the Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie opson The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. If two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting
1: bonnie's legends um i am very excited to say that this is the very first episode i'm releasing for my music section called oh pretty new music i've started this music section more than a year ago in january no wait uh december 2021 I've had this city for a long time, but when my good friends from Newcastle, the Time Wasters, announced their single, California, I knew I had to... Like, very spontaneously, I just put everything together. I was like, yeah, right, I'm doing this. You're listening to an interview I've done in July 2022 with the legendary Emilia Yoke and Elizabeth Sharadi. I really enjoy talking to them about Johnstown. Which is still such a banger um let's just say this let's just give Town a moment like this song came out in July and it's still I'm still listening to it on a regular basis and during re- editing those re- these recordings I always um I always listen to the song on repeat too, just to get like the like to get into the vibe. And um yeah, it's like the TikTok meme that's going on around um of Christian Bale <laughs> walking down the corridor and having a poker face and meanwhile I'm listening to Chance Town in my ears. So, there you go. Emily has released soon after this interview an EP just here in the piano. Um very very beautiful songs. You have to check it out. And Elizabeth has released an EP too. Soon after that, um, so check out both of their EPs that came out afterwards. After checking out Jonestown, if you haven't already, and um, also huge congrats. I mean, it's so belated, but <laughs> huge congrats to Elizabeth, um, getting married. Um, in this interview, she talks about her fiancé and they're actually now married. So congrats to that. Have a wonderful day wherever you are. And yeah, make sure to subscribe to listen to this week's Bonnie's Legends interview with Olivia de Toma and next week's new episode of A Pretty New Music which is another artist I interviewed last summer about their new single so yeah make sure to subscribe and stream elizabeth's and emily's music ladies and gentlemen here are emily yoke and elizabeth shirati so
0: we're starting with the bonnie's legends check um so oh yeah we have to maybe figure out how we're doing it i always said the one person <laughs> No, you're yeah, two um maybe you just say it maybe you want to answer so like the bonnie slash check. maybe you answer like both so like the first question would be what's your name i'm emily (laughs) Yoke, and i'm elizabeth gerardi nice and when (laughs) when's your birthday
3: my birthday is august 29th
4: december 30th
3: sagittarius
4: nice
3: Capricorn actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind that.
0: And I remember that you're I remember actually that you have birthday in August and a year Virgo because I have birthday three days before you. I remember that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> August Virgo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um who is your legend? The podcast and like the entire project is called Bonnie's legends because I interview my legends. So what will be your legend?
3: Um, well, I probably said this the last time, but obviously mine is Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I think that she's like the most talented woman alive and as well as Taylor Swift. Yeah,
4: yeah. wow. We're gonna have all the same answers, aren't we? <laughs> mine um, <laughs> probably be like Taylor first and then Lana Del Rey, but like they're both just like brilliant and so talented.
0: Yeah, I actually have like my listeners of the podcast are actually huge to Lana the way and
4: Taylor Swift fans. So yeah, I mean you you have to like everyone is they're just you yeah who aren't fans of Taylor and Lana.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what's an album that has no skips?
4: born to die we're gonna just this is gonna be like a lana fan club meeting isn't it <laughs> this is of stand station right now
3: um mine is gonna be norman fucking rockwell there's only like one,
4: i don't like bartender but like all the that's my second favorite oh, album. I, love that one. <laughs> I mean obviously i have no skips but yeah
0: <laughs> i get it from norman fucking rockwell as well
4: <laughs> also for state folklore folklore is my favorite me too
3: I-, I completely agree with that
4: yeah you are here with me today
0: um <laughs> about your new single Jonestown maybe you want to introduce yourself a bit about talk a bit about your career what you already put out how you
1: maybe met each other <laughs>
3: yeah um well I started um a little over a year ago I released He Loves You um and that was like my debut single and it went really well and that just kind of like spearheaded like I don't know, the rest of my life, I'm <laughs> trying to pursue music, and um, since then, I released one other song, um, and both of them were, I would say, pretty dramatic, pretty moody, pretty, um, I don't know, like, I can't even describe it, like, I don't know how the words, just not very poppy, and not very, like, really just hits you, like, in the heart, more so than, like, fun um and I kind of wanted to like since I was comfortable with those two singles and like the year of like really like crafting like hard-hitting sad music I guess I wanted to come out with something that showed a completely different side of me um that's like a huge part of me which is the more like fun um I don't know poppier edgier version maybe so yeah that's where we are now with Jonestown
4: um and I heard her song he loves you like when she first like she had like one like big TikTok like it went kind of viral or something so when I saw that that was like the first time that I'd ever like pre-saved a song from like I'm constantly begging people to pre-save my songs and (laughs) that was the first time I was like, this song is so good, I need to pre-save it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like an instant fan. And um, so I, and then I was started to notice that like when people would like tag me in like their like playlists or it would be like their most listened to songs that like my songs were on there and so were hers. So we kind of have like a similar fan base. And since I was such a fan of her, I um, slid into her DMS (laughs) and um, proposed working together. So that's kind of how it started. (laughs) So I started putting out music in 2019, um, and I think I really, like, in the beginning, I was kind of figuring out my sound, and I would kind of just, like, I would write a song, and I would bring it to my producer and be like, do what you want with it, because I don't really know what I'm doing, Um, and then eventually, like, he and I together kind of, like, figured out my own unique sound, so I would say, like, last, like, a little over a year ago, um, I started, like, releasing music that I feel like is true to my sound so the last like six or seven songs that i've released are like like a very much like an embodiment of like me and what i want my music to be going forward um so that first song that i released that like felt like that to me was cherry cola um and then i've released a few others my biggest song so far was called young love and old money which i wrote from the perspective of daisy buchanan in the great gatsby um and that was like it did so much better than I expected and um it was my first song hit a million streams and um it was a really exciting moment for me um and now I've released a few other songs since then one is Miss Rhode Island and the other is Greater Than Gatsby which is like my favorite song I've ever written. Uh, it's so fun and poppy and um and it's like so personal too it's like about my true my real relationship even though it's also Gatsby inspired with the title but um yeah
0: yeah, I wanted to see that. I saw a Gatsby theme in your
4: songs. Yeah, only two, and I need to stop now before I, like, <laughs> myself. Like, it's getting a little ridiculous, but, uh, you know.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we here for Gatsby. What is the title of your new single, and when does it come
3: out? Um, our new single is called Jonestown, and it comes out on Friday, July 22nd.
0: Nice. I'm so excited to listen to it, though. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to hear it. yeah I'm listening to like the snippet you shared on Instagram I'm, sh- I'm like listening to that non-stop
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> does the title have a special meaning or how did you come up with the title
3: um well I although it's like a I don't know popular sound um the song was definitely rooted in a bit more edginess um and a bit more of like um real life experience with like toxic relationships um and the kind of whole premise of the song is that it's written from the perspective of a girl who is just in like maybe her first relationship maybe like a whirlwind of a relationship that's not very good but she's like enthralled and she does she knows it's not okay but she doesn't really care like it's just like one of those (laughs) um and so I called it Jonestown and the first line is you're my Jonestown on a sunny day um because of like the Jonestown like cult experience um I just kind of wanted it to have like a very extreme metaphor to show like this is a bad situation but like
4: yeah but I love that it's that you wrote like that on sunny day like she's like trying to make it into like a beautiful scenario even though it's like Jonestown was like anything but beautiful yeah, and, yes. but <laughs> exactly
0: that. exactly who wrote what how did you two maybe decide on which lines singing who
3: yeah um so I kind of had like I don't know a baseline for the song I think I had like the first verse and like a chorus situation and I had like the instrumentation and whatever, like I had like a baseline for it. And then Elizabeth DM'd me about it and she really took the song (laughs) by the horns and kind of restructured it. Um, And you can talk more about that. But yeah, I wrote the chorus and the first verse and then Elizabeth wrote her verse and the bridge um, and kind of restructured the song.
4: Yeah, I well, when I first heard it, she posted it on TikTok, a little snippet of it, and I, I was like, whoa, this is so good. I wish I wrote this. And then I was <laughs> so to find out that it wasn't finished, so I could finish writing it. Um, so and that that part that she had posted was just like so catchy. And originally, I don't think it was intended to be a chorus. Um, yeah. So I I definitely thought like that should be the chorus because you always want like the catchiest like earworm to be what's repeated throughout the song um and then I just I didn't even know what Jonestown was like the cult until I (laughs) like when you sent me the song I like googled it um and then I kind of wrote my verse and the bridge like kind of around that same situation I was able to understand like what you were like talking about like a toxic relationship and um so I created the second first had like lyrics similar um to that situation, and then I did the um the bridge as well.
0: Nice. You maybe want to explain to the reader or listener what Jonestown is, and like short, not like a Wikipedia explanation. Just
3: <laughs> Jonestown was essentially a religious cult, in which the leader of the um, cult, Jim Jones, ended up committing a mass murder of over 900 people. It was obviously a awful, horrible tragedy. Um, some of the people were committed suicide and some of the people actually were injected with poison all um, because Jim Jones was requesting this to happen um, as kind of like a religious sacrifice. Um, but in America, it's blown up into like this massive pop culture um, I don't know, kind of thing that we're all aware of and it's kind of been diminished to the whole phrase like drink the Kool-Aid. That's like a very common phrase but yeah so when I was writing the song I kind of used Jonestown as like oh it's like this horrible, it's this obviously horrible thing but she loves the guy so much and the guy is so horrible it's like she'd go along with anything he said kind of like even though in a cult setting and especially the Jonestown massacre it's a much more obviously high stakes heightened situation it's like you know likening this love story to a cult and a very dangerous cult
0: a funny anecdote about a moment of like coming up with i don't know the melody or a, a funny anecdote about working together
3: they want to share um well i don't know if this is funny but Elizabeth <laughs> flabbergasted me with her planning abilities and her um, uh, I don't know stick to it with me because I am really bad about like planning and responding in a timely manner like I feel like I'm really bad at that kind of stuff and Elizabeth like really honestly made this happen because she was like persistent and plan things and like really like like I feel like she wove the fabric of the song like for real.
4: That's so nice. Thank you.
0: Were you like in person or did you all do it online?
4: All online. Online. Yeah. We're we're in different states. Um so it was all online and um I just I was actually like watching a movie with my mom and like not it was like not a very good movie. And that was um she had sent me like the um like what she had of Jonestown already. And um, and my mom thought I was watching the movie with her, but I was in my head writing lyrics. <laughs> um, and like, so it, throughout like the, like two hours of the movie that like, I finished all of my lyrics and I sent it over. Um, yeah, and then I recorded my vocals here and sent them to Emily and she did all like the production stuff, which I'm like, that's something I'm blown away by. Like, I do not have that talent. I wish I did. Um,
0: Yeah, the production is really good. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Um what is your this is my favorite question to ask. What is your favorite lyric line in it?
3: My favorite is definitely there's a line that says, You're the last thing I'll experience with wide eyes. Um because I feel like I've definitely had a moment, many moments like that before in my life, where like I've experienced something and I felt like I will never be the same again. Like that really changed the trajectory of my life. And I feel like this relationship that the song is about is like this girl will never be able to view relationships and people in the same way.
4: Yeah, Um, I think my favorite is um, when I wrote in the bridge which is um, I don't want to dance unless it's with the devil himself and I feel like that just like fit in so well with the vibe because I think the, the cult it was like a religious experience that they were like the, the whole Jonestown thing and um, just again like she knows that this guy is bad for her and like could be like the devil but that's that's the only person that she wants to be with so um, I really like that lyric.
0: We want to talk about the whistle so it's like the photo you shared on the instagram is that like the cover or
3: yeah that's the cover um i that's actually so the picture is of like a sign um, and it says jones on it and the the song is like very like summery to me and that's actually um a film picture from uh like place that me and my mom stayed at the beach last summer um and i just like took out what the hotel was called and put Jonestown on it um, in place of that, so yeah.
4: That's so cool, I didn't know that. <laughs>
3: yeah. Also,
0: so you have, I, I cannot, I haven't figured out how to do that in Photoshop yet.
3: <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I use, oh gosh, I think I use PixArt. Um, <laughs> I've been using it since I was like seven. <laughs> um, like I'm on that phone editing all the time. Wow. Oh, respect,
0: I would have no idea how to do that. <laughs> um, okay, so when the song is coming out on Friday, where's the perfect place to be for listening to the single for the first time?
3: For me, it would be a warm day with the windows down, driving in the yeah. car.
4: Yeah, I listen to it all the time in the car. Um, Like I, I drive my fiance crazy because every time we get in the car, like I have like a few songs like I, I play my own songs and he gets. I mean, he's so supportive and he likes my music, but he gets a little tired of it when I'm like constantly playing (laughs) the same songs over and. But, um, Jonestown has become one of those songs. So whenever we get in the car, I roll the windows down and play it.
0: Nice. I think this is the most common answer. All ours are giving, like sitting in the car listening to a song. This is a new question. So I have like. A set of questions I'm always asking for the music blog, and this is a new one. So you're the first one, science. I asked that question. Um, if you could send the song to any artist dead or alive, knowing they'd listen to it, who would it be?
4: Ooh. I would say Taylor Swift for me. I, I think she would really like it. I think she like would enjoy the like darker meanings with the like popier production. I feel like she's done that a few times. And she also has like talked about how she's a fan of Lana Del Rey and it kind of has a similar vibe to that. So, and I would just, I think I would die if Taylor ever heard anything I've ever written. So. <laughs> um, this is a really hard question
3: for me. I wanna say Lana Dare just because <laughs> how could I not? Um, but I feel like that's my answer for probably everything. Um but yeah, I'm gonna say Lana Dare.
0: Nice. So you chose like both of your legends to like listen to the song. That's good. <laughs> and also you had it's funny because you know, as I said, I'm always usually interviewing like just one artist about this single, and you were like a duet. So you have like two artists you can actually send it to. That was actually interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, any honorable mentions you want to make? Someone who worked on this song or just anyone in your
1: life grateful for?
4: Well, I feel fortunate that I've never been in a toxic relationship like this. So I'll give a shout out to my fiance, who, <laughs> but like this song is about, like a lot of my songs are very happy. Um, and this is, like, a little bit different, um, so yeah, I'll give a shout out to him.
3: Um,
4: I mean, I guess I would probably
3: just give a shout out to, um, the people in my life who keep supporting me, and I don't think this song would have ever happened had I not had the insane support from my, like, slower, moodier music. Um, I never really considered myself, like, a pop artist, and it's, like, it's been, like, a challenge to me to learn how to make pop music and faster paced music so um I mean the support is so overwhelming from everyone in my life um so I'm really really thankful for that
0: well congrats on you both for like making a song and putting it out I'm really excited to listen to it This podcast episode.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not ready.
2: This podcast episode is brought to you by the Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Obson. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. If two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting